You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. My name is Dr. Ryan Fuller. I'm an old age psychiatrist. I've been asked to talk about mental health for elderly people during COVID-19 lockdown. One of the questions is why it's important to look after mental health for an older person during these times. Well, fortunately, as most people know, we're in the middle of a pandemic because of COVID-19. Clinical evidence from countries such as China, Britain, and the United States indicates that people over the age of 60 are generally at much higher risk for becoming infected and then for suffering serious medical complications. Long-term care facilities, these are retirement, mid and frail care homes, are at high risk for severe outcomes from outbreaks of COVID-19 because people are getting a lot older and they have often chronic underlying medical conditions. And then healthcare personnel frequently move in and out, sometimes risk carrying the virus with them. For this reasons, long-term facilities have observed strict lockdown with new admissions residents not permitted to leave and where possible carers are now even living in. In a recent study published in the New England Journal of Medicine last month, a long-term care facility in King County, Washington, had 167 confirmed cases of COVID-19, where 101 of these were elderly residents and 50 were healthcare workers, and then even 16 were visitors. Most patients had a respiratory or chest illness, but it's very important to note that seven of the residents had no symptoms at all. Over 50% of the residents and visitors had to be admitted to hospital, whereas only 6% of the healthcare staff were admitted. So this study shows us that the risk of admission because of age was over eight times higher. It is also important to note that elderly patients with high blood pressure, heart and kidney disease, diabetes, obesity, lung disease, such as emphysema and asthma, cancer as well, were at particularly high risk for COVID-19 infections. Unfortunately, one-third of all of these elderly residents died in the study from America. And in the same county in Washington, by mid-March last month, there were 30 long-term care facilities with at least one elderly resident with COVID-19. The message here is clear. COVID-19 is highly contagious for elderly residents and has a very high mortality rate. Although alarming and a cause for concern, there is some good news because in South Africa, very strict lockdown has now thankfully resulted in less than expected cases and fatalities. Official data to date indicates just over 1,600 cases with at least 45 recoveries and 12 deaths. Thankfully, long-term facilities that I'm aware of in Johannesburg have certainly implemented appropriate infection prevention and control measures. I'm sure the same is throughout South Africa. However, the risk for rapidly escalating outbreaks remains very high. And we all need to do our bit by staying at home and observing physical distancing with at least two meters when we could have to go out for food or essential medical appointments. For elderly people at home, what are the signs and symptoms families should look for? Well, a study from Wuhan in China, where the epidemic started, noted the following. A cough is the most common symptom, at least 70%. Often it's persistent and dry, might be painful. They may have wheezing spasms. It's important to note but one-third also had some sputum, so they weren't always dry. The second most common symptom from Wuhan was a fever in over 40% of patients. Half of those patients had a fever less than 38 degrees, and the other half had a fever over 38 degrees. 
The third common symptom is fatigue or feeling of tiredness. More than usual, that persists without any obvious cause. Then shortness of breath, muscle aches, sore throats, headache and chills are also common symptoms of at least 10% of people. Less common symptoms are loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and can be surprisingly common when patients are admitted. Interestingly, lack of taste and smell was also reported. When should family be concerned that something serious needs attention or a red flag? This information is from the British Medical Journal Visual Summary available online and notes that high-risk groups are people who've had known contacts with COVID-19, a family member in an occupational risk group, perhaps a nurse or a doctor or a healthcare driver or cleaner, physically unwell people and people who smoke. So what are the red flags? The number one for sure would be a fever for several days or severe breathlessness. The fever typically persists all day, is often above 39 degrees and doesn't respond to paracetamol. However, in elderly patients, you may not see this pattern because of age-related changes to the body's inflammatory response. What is clear, however, is how debilitating the fever is. Patients feel properly miserable and are obviously sick. Not many patients that end up in ICU always had a fever. Some had no fever at all. Severe breathlessness often is with feeling short of breath. Difficulty breathing is an alarming symptom, especially on exertion when walking. Families should immediately call their GP or check COVID guidance online. Please note, families should not simply arrive at a hospital casualty where they could be at risk of infecting other patients or indeed be infected themselves if they are not positive. Always phone ahead. Chest pain or pressure on the chest is also a red flag, as is cold and clammy or wet or pale or spotty and mottled skin, changes in skin tone and color. Patients with new confusion, blue lips or face, difficulty urinating, coughing up blood and neck stiffness, falls or low blood pressure. All of these things are a red flag where help should be found immediately. How do we look after the mental health of older people during the lockdown? Lack of social and physical contact for elderly people, many of whom are already socially isolated and feeling lonely, is a major factor that contributes to major depression. Fear of the unknown during the pandemic crisis also causes major anxiety problems. Patients with obsessive compulsive disorder, agoraphobia or fear of open spaces and going out, and generally frail or vulnerable people who are shy are typically at risk. Some families may also be at risk of high expressed emotion because of enforced overcrowding in cramped living conditions. Here, domestic abuse unfortunately might be a danger and must be immediately addressed by contacting relevant services and your local doctor. Just because an elderly person is not asking for help does not mean that they are coping. Make sure that they have enough chronic medication that they may be taking. You may need to go to the local pharmacy and plan for this. Try also help them get a flu vaccine if possible, especially with winter coming. Number two, ask your elderly loved one how they are feeling on a daily basis. Don't forget to make eye contact and try and be as positive as possible. Number three, Agree on a simple household routine during lockdown. Try and get up at the same time in the morning and get dressed for the day. Number four, daily exercise is essential. A brief walk around the garden at least once a day. For elderly relatives that struggle to walk or don't have a garden, try help them do simple chair exercises. That might be squeezing a soft ball, lifting small water bottles above their head. Make sure you carefully explain 
the task. Make it fun and do it with them. Keep it brief and don't forget to stop immediately if they're distressed. Number five, help your relative find a fun activity if possible with other members of the family. This need not be long, perhaps 20 or 30 minutes, and can include playing cards, doing a puzzle, finding an adult coloring in book. This is often available from the internet, perhaps while listening to classical music. A really good cognitive app to stimulate the brain functioning is Lumosity. That's L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y. Lumosity can be downloaded for free for the light version. And here the emphasis is on short and sweet. It should be 20 or 30 minutes and lots of fun. If your elderly relative is distressed by engaging in such a task and game, then immediately stop it. They're really good for use on a smart tablet or phone, but can also be used on a personal computer or laptop. And you may need to help them set this up. Number six, try and eat at least one meal together as a family. And please try not talk about COVID-19 for the duration of the meal, although that might be very difficult for some. Also, try and make sure there are no mobile devices at the table. Number seven, ask your elderly relative if they can help you plan meals for the week. And if they're well enough, they may want to do some shopping with you, although this is best avoided if possible. If they insist on going out and doing shopping, make sure they wear a mask and gloves and plan the approach. Help them observe social distancing. Remember to carefully throw away gloves at the end of the shop and to wash hands for at least two minutes, typically singing happy birthday immediately after. Use a small hand sanitizer after washing hands. If this is not available, use warm running water and soap. On returning home, help them not touch anything before disposing clothes in a separate wash bag and make sure that they have a bath or safe shower. Food packaging from the shop should be carefully wiped down with a soapy cloth and dried before storage in the fridge or cupboard. Number eight, in between meals, try at least twice a day, perhaps mid-morning and mid-afternoon, to briefly check in on elderly relatives. Number nine, where available, try use technologies such as Skype, Zoom or WhatsApp to help them stay in regular contact with friends and family. They may need help with Wi-Fi, data, and how to set this up. Number 10, you can also find interesting programs on TV to consider. For example, there are wildlife programs where there is a visual game drive. One of them is andbeyond.com. That's A-N-D-B-E-Y-O-N-D.com. You might need to agree on this in the morning and then remind them just before it's on. Lastly, for very high-functioning elderly loved ones, and there are quite a few, there are free online courses from universities such as Stanford that cater for a wide range of interests. For example, accessing freecodecamp.org. That's F-R-E-E-C-O-D-E-C-A-M-P.org. Can often be very interesting and helpful. Many thanks. I wish you a safe and calm period through this stressful period. All the best. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.